Neuroplasticity is a process that allows the brain to kind of change its activity, rewire itself. Perhaps there's a traumatic incident, perhaps surgery is required. But what happens if part of the brain is no longer there? What happens with, say, recognition of someone's face or certain words? What happens then? Well, there's some new research that has just come out in terms of, st of studies of this plasticity and visual perception found in people who, as children, had undergone these types of surgeries. And we're going to talk with somebody right now who was part of that study. Welcome into the program, Michael Granovetter. He is a Ph.D. who is also a third-year medical student right now working on his M.D. at the University. University of Pittsburgh. Dr. It is good to have you on the program. How are you? Good. Um, thank you so much for having me, Rick. I'm really excited to be here to talk about this research. Maybe I should say half a doctor because you're PhD, but you'll have two doctors when you're all done. One in PhD, one in MD, and you're already well on your way. So give me an idea. And working on this paper, how did you go about, and it was just published, by the way, in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. This mm -hmm. is a, a really a first ever attempt to sort of figure out this neuroplasticity in humans. How did this whole idea come up? Sure. Um, well, there, there's this really interesting question of how does the brain kind of organize itself over childhood? And we have two sides of our brains, a left side and a right side. And structurally on the surface, if you look at the left side of somebody's brain or the right side of somebody's brain with your eyes, it, they look very similar. But in terms of their function and what they allow you to do in terms of behaviors are actually different in some ways. So we looked at recognition, our ability to see things in our environment, process them and say, aha, that's what I just saw. And it turns out that by adulthood, your left side of the brain becomes really, really good at recognizing words. And your right side of your brain becomes good at recognizing faces. And the question is, are we necessarily born that way? There's a lot of preliminary research that suggests that this division of labor across the two sides of the brain actually comes to emerge as a product of development. So over the course of childhood, there's kind of this competition between brain cells saying, hey, I'm going to be involved in helping you recognize words, or I'm going to be involved in helping you recognize faces. And there's been so much uh, literature out there that shows that uh, you'll see in adults who have left-sided brain injury that they will have trouble with being able to read words. Mm. And you can see some adults with right-sided brain injury where they might become prosopagnosic or what some people might know as face blind, where they can't recognize the face of a relative or a friend. Somebody who they have known for many years, right? Exactly, yeah. yes. Um, and so you know, if you look at just these adults, then you would say, okay, so it looks like you need your left side of the brain for words and you need your right side of the brain for faces. But if the brain is actually constantly organizing and reorganizing throughout development, you know, when does that kind of division of labor actually emerge? Um, and that's how we uh, got to this particular study where we had the fortunate opportunity to work with children who were undergoing brain surgery uh, to remove one side of their brain or the other side of the brain. And I'll just talk about the elephant in the room. You know, why are these kids having half of their brain removed? Um, it turns out that if you have 
really, really severe seizures that aren't responding to medication, right. if you remove the side of the brain that's causing those seizures, that can actually help to, in the majority of cases, treat these kids' seizures. Can the brain then rewire itself to take up some of that missing cognitive function, meaning the creative side, the analytical side, can the other side make it up? Sure. I mean, that's exactly kind of where our study came in in terms of trying to answer that question. Now, I'll say the jury is still kind of out in the, uh, in the scientific literature about whether we indeed have a creative side of our brain or a more analytic side of our brain. So that's why we decided to go with the thing that we feel most confident about uh, from brain imaging studies, from behavioral studies, which is this words on the left faces on the right. Got it. So the left brain, right brain in terms of what it tends to be doing. So looking at word and face recognition and whether that can be supported by half a brain is what the study is looking at. Again, published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Doctor, thank you very, very much for being here and helping with this. I know that uh, you are not the only one involved in this particular paper and this particular project, but thanks for helping us to know some of the amazing work that's going on right here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Really great stuff. Michael uh, Ganovetter is our guest here, a Ph.D., working on his M.D. at the University of Pittsburgh, already has that Ph.D. from Carnegie Mellon, and uh, I believe that degree was in cognitive neuroscience. So it gives you an idea of the type of really smart people that are our neighbors here in Pittsburgh.